This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Good morning, Bucknutters. Welcome to the Bucknuts Morning 5 here on Monday, August 1st, 2022. I am Dave Biddle. I'm very happy to be joined by Patrick Murphy. What a week it is. Uh, practice will kick off for the Buckeyes on Thursday. Um, there will be college football later this month. Buckeyes, not till early September, obviously September 30th. It's Notre Dame. That'll be here before we know it, my friends. Uh, the crux of the show is going to be talking about the 2022 Buckeyes, what we expect. Uh, we'll look back on Big Ten Media Days a little bit. But let's start with the elephant in the room, which is defensive recruiting not going well so far for the Buckeyes, or at least not lately. They do have a lot of good defensive recruits in the class. I, do, I want to point that out. Yeah, it's top-heavy with offensive recruits, but um, I don't want to disparage the defensive recruits they have in the class. I think they've got some really good recruits. But there's no getting around the fact that they've had some big misses lately. Um, Caleb Downs going to Bama. John Walker staying home going to UCF. Mama wanted him to stay home, Patrick. It's hard to beat Mama. Even if you're Larry Johnson and Ryan Day, you can't beat Mama. Um, so he's staying home. That's a tough one. You know, and then Dijon Johnson decommitting. I mean, it's just been a bad string of luck. Um, maybe not even luck. Just a bad string for, for the Buckeyes on the defensive side of the ball in recruiting. That being said, they still have the number two class in the country. Let me ask you, just your thoughts on these recent misses and how concerned are you, if at all? I think there's some reason to be a little concerned, and, and I certainly understand Ohio State fans, um, you know, being concerned. I think that there has been probably too much panic, especially on social media, about what what's going on with Ohio State's class. I think the people, like you said at the beginning, Dave, that, that really pay attention to this, understand the situation as as we'll kind of explain it. First of all, you mentioned there's a number of guys in this class that are very good defensive players. So it's not as if Ohio State has missed on everyone they've gone out with. This is still the Buckeyes. Um, additionally, I think you have to realize the situation at Ohio State. It's been two years of these kids watching the Buckeyes struggle defensively. They've brought in a new staff that had to go out on the road and get to know these kids all over again. A lot of guys had already established relationships with the coaching staff that was there before in this 2023 class. And then the, the, the kids want to see it. I mean, I think that's the thing that Ryan Day stressed when he was asked about it at Big Ten Media Days last week. Both you and I were sitting there when he was talking about it, is that he acknowledged, you know, yes, there are some kids that are going to want to see it, the proof be in the pudding, so to speak, with, uh, with this defense and see that Jim Knowles and Tim Walton and Perry Eliano, despite their reputations and, and what they've done in the past, can come together and, and get this group playing the way that we we expect and that fans expect and, and I think players expect. So, yes, it's, it's certainly disappointing to see some of these guys end up, especially 
you know, uh, uh, was it Tackett Curtis that went to USC, not a proven defense, um, especially with, with what Lincoln Riley brought from Oklahoma. But, you know, they're building something there that's exciting and it's Southern California and things like that. Yeah, Dijon Johnson flipping back to Flo- or flipping to Florida, certainly disappointing for the Buckeyes. I know they fought as, as long as possible to try and keep him, but he was on a visit to Florida this week, went to that Friday night lights camp that, that they have down there that Urban Meyer started. And, you know, once a kid's on campus at an event like that, it's it's hard if he's already sort of leaning one direction. So I'm not concerned. I do think once the Buckeyes get on the field and show what this defense is, there's going to be a lot more interest, especially if, and I wrote this last week, if this Ohio State defense can be a part of the reason the Buckeyes are back in the Big Ten championship game, back in the uh, college football playoff, if it's not just the offense carrying this team as we've seen you know, a couple of years ago, then I think that excites a lot more defensive prospects. Maybe you miss on some guys this class, but I think you can you can build going forward, and that's always what the Buckeyes were going to have to do with having to retool everything right now. Yeah, D-tackle, we got to hope that Larry Johnson pulls a rabbit out of his hat like he did two years ago with Tyleek Williams. No one was talking about Tyleek Williams two years ago. They were going after different D-tackles, missed on them, and Larry Johnson was able to get Tyleek Williams, and he looks like the next big Hank for the Buckeyes. Um, all right, let's get to the crux of the show. I just wanted to add to, to that point, just the development that, that this staff has proven in the past. Um, you mentioned Larry Johnson. We know what he can do. But Jim Knowles, I looked this up. He had two four-star recruits on the defensive side of the ball during his time at Oklahoma State. Both of them were in the 2021 class, which was his last. Obviously, uh, Tim Walton has worked in the NFL with some great cornerbacks. Perry Eliano turned two three-star cornerbacks into All-Americans. So if, if you're concerned about not getting five-star guys, I do think this staff has shown, look, we can make these guys that we have work with them and, and develop guys, which is something we probably don't talk enough about at Ohio State because so many guys come in and are already highly regarded. But but that's a part of the process too. And I think that that can be something that that – you know, maybe this 2023 defensive class isn't as highly rated as some others, but, you know, you look back on it in time and like, oh, these guys really developed into something. Plus, they have plenty of talent to work with right now in the meantime. All right, let's get into it. Um, Ryan Day said it on uh, at Big Ten Media Days when I asked him, you know, what are the expectations for the defense this year? He said the expectations I have a top 10 defense. Let me ask you, Patrick Murphy, will they have a top 10 defense? I'm not ready to go out and say that they will have a top 10 defense, just like these defensive recruits. I need to see it too. Right. Uh, But I do think that this defense is going to be improved as we've talked about before, as we just addressed with, with, with kind of the way that they'll develop. I think just having a a coach who's done it before a a defensive coordinator. And and another thing Ryan Day said was having a head coach of the defense. And he's talked about this before is, is just so important for what they've done. And we keep harping back on it, but what they had with Jeff Halfley in 2019, and they were able to turn things around so well. I do think this defense will will make a big jump. I don't know if it's top 10. I think it's great that Ryan Day came out and said that publicly because that means he's definitely made that clear to the coaching staff and the players privately, but to come out and, and do it at Big Ten Media Days too. Not This wasn't his first press, press conference at, at fall camp where you know a lot of Buckeye fans are watching, but not the whole conference is paying attention. He made it very clear, the expectations. I would imagine this defense makes a big jump and maybe in two years we're looking at a top 10 defense once this staff has really established themselves. But, you know, if Brian Day has seen enough to be able to be confident to say that, I, I feel like that's a good thing for the Buckeyes. I'll say they're going to be top 20. I can't get yeah. top 10 
But as everybody knows who's been watching the show, if they are a top 10 defense, lock them into to be the national champion because this offense is going to be even better than they were last year. And they were the number one total offense in the country. Um, they, but they can get better at short yardage running and, and some other things. So uh, offensively, um, but you give me a top 10 defense, this team's winning the national title, especially with we had somebody point out like, you know, they don't think they're going to be a top 10 defense, not necessarily because they don't have the talent or the coaching, but the schedule's too tough. It is. It's a tougher schedule this year than last year as well. That's why last year them having the 59th total defense in the country is really misleading because they didn't really play any good offenses. That's it's last year's defense was just so dreadful. I know I'm not breaking news to anybody there. All right, let's get into this now. Um, what were some main takeaways? There was so much. We're still sifting through. And I was doing stories yesterday. I mean, with, my gosh, we could write 100 stories. We're going to leave so much on the cutting room floor for media days. We just get a bevy of information. Um, you know, give it to me in a nutshell from Ohio State's perspective, from, you know, the conference as a whole, whatever you want to talk about. What were some, you know, a couple or three main takeaways you had? Well, you already hit on one, Ryan Day saying top 10 right. defense. I thought right. that was the the biggest thing to come out of that is is that he put a he put a number on it. He's put a number on a few things. NIL this offseason. Thirteen million. Um, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I thought that that certainly stood out to me. Um just the the guys that that they brought. I, I mean I know we know CJ Stroud, fans have heard from him and Jackson Smith and Jigba and maybe a little bit with Ronnie Hickman, but they were great. Uh I you know I know that's not breaking news, but I just really enjoyed bouncing around during the hour that they were made available, talking to those three guys. Ryan Day talks about it a lot, getting the right guys that fit the Ohio State program on, on top of talented players. And, you know, you go around and talk to other guys in the conference, and, and maybe they're just not as comfortable doing media or whatnot, but these guys were engaging. I'm sure fans saw on social media the back and forth with, with uh, Jackson Smith and Jigba and C.J. Stroud about who won in horse this offseason more and, and th you know things like that that just – make these guys fun. And, and I know that's not the football stuff, but I really enjoy that and the opportunity to, to talk to guys like that um, on the field. I think, you know, you, you, you sense that there is a confidence, not just from Ryan day, but Ronnie Hickman and, and even other guys that we've talked to going back to the spring, that this defense is just going to be different and that Jim Knowles is doing all the right things and the rest of the staff and that they are moving things in, in a, in a right direction. And, you know, we, we can't harp on the defense enough just because of how bad it was last year. But as you said it, Dave, if, if this defense can be uh, what they expect it to be, then then this team, assuming health, is going to be very, very good. Ronnie Hickman was very confident about what they're doing schematically and how things have come along. We heard from Jim Knowles at the end of spring practice about how quickly guys were picking things up and he was able to install more than he expected to be able to do. So, you know, I'm excited to hear as they get into fall camp, how that then uh, puts them ahead of schedule in terms of where they are at this point in the year and, and what they can do. Um, and then the other thing was, was kind of how they're viewing this Notre Dame game, obviously a huge game, but they did not shy away from the fact that, that they know that you can't lose this game to start the season. And for a variety of reasons, not only will that set you back, you know, in terms of what you wanted to accomplish. And, and you can still make the college football playoff if you lose week one, especially to a good team. But Notre Dame's a team right there with Ohio State in terms of recruiting right now. Marcus Freeman's doing some great stuff. This is a team you're going to continue to probably go head to head with on the trail. So, you know, I think there's a lot of reasons that, that they were making it clear that this is an important game week one. And, and you know, they know how exciting this game is for Buckeye Nation and, and whatnot. So, uh, you know, they said all the right things about that as well. All right, last thing, and then we'll take a, a couple of questions from uh, viewers on our live, uh, from our live audience. I mean, 
Can't wait. Practice kicks off Thursday. We will be there. Uh, we're going to speak with Ryan Day afterward. Um, I'm guessing we I don't, I don't I don't know if we have a specific time yet. Correct me if I'm wrong. I'm guessing we'll be there in the morning though. Um, that's usually how Ryan Day likes to do things. Probably relatively early. Um, I can't wait. Um, let's talk about some position battles that we're going to be focusing on. Obviously, not just Thursday, the first day of camp, but like throughout camp. I'll go first. I mean, linebacker to me is interesting. I, I think. Pretty, it's pretty clear to me Tommy Eichenberg and Steel Chambers are going to be the two main guys there. And Ryan Day kind of confirmed that when I asked him about it in Indy. Um, but, you know, he threw Cody Simon in there, and they're so deep. They've got so many guys there. I mean, you almost forget Taraja Mitchell still on the team. you got Reed Carrico coming up. You know, you got C.J. Hicks as a true freshman. you got E.A. Natiote. I mean, on and on. they got nine scholarship linebackers. You know, Gabe Powers, Chip Traynham. Um, and it's going to be interesting if Chip Traynham can get on the field this year. Who's going to be, like, those main – if – you know, in fact, Tommy and Steele are the starting linebackers, which I think they will be. Who are they going to be the main backups? Who's going to rotate in there? Um, sounds like the next guy out of Ryan Day's mouth was Cody Simon. So that's that was very interesting to me. Um, and then tight ends interesting. You know, I think it's pretty clear to me that four guys are going to play there. Um, you know, Joe Royer, I think, is probably going to be get the most snaps. Kate Stover, G. Scott Jr. is very interesting, bringing that, uh, that receiving – uh, aspect to it but I think Joe Royer is probably the best all-around tight end that they have he looked really good in the spring and uh you know Mitch Rossi's going to be out there but who's going to emerge you know is is Joe Royer going to take seize that job is G Scott going to step up and take it we'll see um and there's some other ones that I'm going to be keeping an eye on of course um you know is Tyleek Williams going to be that starting D tackle that I think Buckeyes need him to be is Teron Vincent going to step up next to him um at D end I think it's pretty clear they're going to play three guys a lot and it's going to be JT Tuimolo, Al Jack Sawyer and Zach Harrison um but those are some of the ones I'm going to be keeping a close eye on backup quarterbacks another one uh Patrick what are some uh position battles you're really uh, curious to see during camp yeah the backup quarterback was one that I was going to mention uh as you were kind of talking through there obviously not something that we hope will impact this team this year but certainly going forward after this season I mean it would take a lot for CJ Stroud to not be off to the NFL draft once this once this year is done. He's my pick to win the Heisman Trophy, assuming health. So, you know, what happens there? I think Kyle McCord, Devin Brown, uh, it'll be interesting to see if one of them can get a leg up. I think we expect it to be Kyle McCord just because he's been in the program longer, but they really liked a lot of what Devin Brown can do. He provides a little bit more with his legs. So that certainly will be interesting to keep an eye on. I imagine we won't learn too much just because of, what we see, I bet they'll keep it pretty simple unless we're able to watch a full practice, which would be nice. Um, and then don't get, your, just, don't get your hopes up, my friend. No, I, my hopes are not high. Uh, and then the secondary in general. I know we have a good idea of who's going to be the starters, but I think there's there's room for guys to at least push the people we think are going to be the ones. At corner, Denzel Burke, obviously. Cameron Brown, both returning from last year. Uh, the safety spots. Uh, uh, Ronnie Hickman and, and Josh Proctor, and then obviously Tanner McAllister at the nickel position, but they've got guys behind them. You know, at corner, J.K. Johnson, Jordan Hancock, we heard a lot of good things about them towards the end of last year, heading into the Rose Bowl, and then obviously in the spring. Can one of them get in and, and you know, be a bigger factor? How many guys, you know, do they do a rotation there as we've seen in the past? Are these safety positions locked in? It sounds like Ronnie Hickman is and Tanner McAllister are, are sure I think Josh Proctor is the guy, but what about, you know, uh, uh, a Court Williams or, or someone like that? How does he feature in? 
We heard that Lathan Ransom should be able to go once uh, at some point during fall camp. Where does he play in? So that secondary is going to be very important to this team. Obviously, the safeties are are where Jim Knowles kind of focuses in terms of being a safety-driven defense. you got to have the right guys out there to make that work and, and make this defense work. So I'll certainly be keeping an eye on that as well. All right. Um, let's get to some questions from viewers here. we got some uh, in the queue here. All right. Um, it's from Darren on uh, YouTube. Um, the talk of Larry Johnson retiring every year, who is the guy in waiting or being groomed as his replacement? Or do you guys think they will look to the outside? I don't think they're necessarily grooming a replacement from what I've been told. I think it probably will be if he does retire after this year or next year. Um, I think he wants to stay through the 2023 season, if I had to guess. Um, but um, when Ryan, I think what Ryan Day is going to do when that moment comes, and I think he's going to look outside the program. What do you think, Patrick? I agree. I think just because of the standard at Ohio State, and I think Ryan Day has has unfortunately learned this with with some of his hirings, and not that he he has always promoted from within, but he has done that to some degree. I think you have to go get the best guy, and we we've seen when Ohio State hasn't done that that it hasn't worked. Now, if if there is a guy in the program that you really like, and you know he grew up under Larry Johnson, so to speak. Yeah, sure. Then, then maybe that, maybe that's the guy, but I just think you're Ohio state. And we've talked about this before, Dave, you're Ohio state, go out and find that next guy who wouldn't want to come in and work with what Ohio state's been able to do on this defensive line. The reputation is there. Um, obviously Larry Johnson took it to a whole different level, but even before they've, they've always had good defensive linemen, been able to recruit that position well. So if I'm Ohio state, I'm, I'm almost certainly going out and finding the best guy. Now, Again, maybe the best guys in your program. I just find that hard to believe because Larry Johnson's been there. He's been the guy. Go find somebody who's proven they can do it, not somebody who who maybe has just learned from Larry Johnson. Let that guy go out and, and prove it elsewhere and then come back home later on if, if that's kind of how you're thinking. That's my thought. Yep. All right. This is from Sue on YouTube. Thoughts on Jelani Thurman visiting Auburn this weekend. And, well, we'll get to Ty Lockwood, who we'll, we'll throw a, um, this one up, too, from YouTube. Um, have you heard about the Ty Lockwood rumor of him decommitting? So let's talk. Let's talk uh, tight ends here. Uh, Sue, thoughts on Jalan on uh, Thurman visiting Auburn? Uh, not good. Not good. Because um, there was talk already he was wavering. Um, it was a little surprising too. I mean, Ohio State, other than Jeremy Ruckert, hasn't really landed a lot of highly rated tight ends because they don't throw the ball to tight ends. So um, could be an NIL thing. Uh, could be the fact that. They're negatively recruiting Ohio State, and why wouldn't you? They don't throw the ball to tight end. Jeremy Ruckert had 26 receptions last year in 13 games. Um, but Ohio State does put tight ends in the NFL. Ruckert, third-round pick. year before that, Luke Farrell, fifth-round pick. And Nick Vanette and Hireman were both third-round picks. So, um, But not good. And, yes, we have heard the rumor of Ty Lockwood decommitting. Alabama's now in on him. Um, not good. I think they're going to hold on to one of them. Either, you know, But we'll, we'll see. What do you think, Patrick? I would be very surprised if Ty Lockwood decommits and that's not me. You know, this is just my opinion. I haven't talked to him or talked to people close to him, but I did talk to him over the summer at the camps. He was very invested in, in Buckeye recruiting. Um, you know, he was asked about guys that they needed to land and, and had a list of guys ready to go. Some of which they have landed. He's been very active on social media when it comes to the Buckeyes. Now, you know, that's the thing with, with recruiting until they sign on the dotted line, you never know. And, and that's another thing, going back to our first topic, Ohio State isn't going to stop recruiting these guys just because they committed elsewhere. So, you know, 
yeah, I agree with you that, that both of those things are concerning. If, if you land one of these guys when it's all said and done, I think you're in a good spot with tight end, as you mentioned, with the way that they use it, and plus the depth that they've got at that position right now anyway. So, you know, I think you need one for sure to, to stick around. It would be great if you can land both. But, yeah, you, you don't like to hear that, especially with everything else going on for sure. Sue is saying our friend Alex is saying Lockwood is gone. But, wait, I mean, what does Alex know? No, Pat and I are friends with Alex, so uh, that's not good news. I mean, if Alex is hearing that, that's not good news. I mean, Pat and I follow recruiting, but Alex, like, um, is into recruiting. Let me see what the dean thinks. You know, everybody's got everybody's got different sources. Well, let me find out what, what the dean thinks, and we'll get to you um, about that on the next show. All right, a couple more here I want to get to, and we'll get out of here. Um, I like this one. It's a, pro- a broad question. We kind of touched on this. Jason, or excuse me, it doesn't say Jason. I'm guessing his first name now. Jay Moore. <laughs> I hope your first name is actually Jason. It probably isn't. Jay Moore from YouTube says, uh, what is the biggest question answered out of camp? Um, Patrick, you want to go ahead and, and tackle that one? We haven't started camp yet, so nothing has been answered to this point. But no, the, you the, I'm just kidding. <laughs> The, the biggest question I – I mean, I just want to see – we keep going back to it, but this defense, I just want to see more of it. The, the more we get to see, the better. Um, you know, for me, that is the question for this team. And, and I know it's a broad answer, and the defense is, is one whole side of the ball, but, you know, it's there's just so much that re- relies on this defense being good this year. I mean, if, if you have another year where you struggle like you did last year, that's two years where you're throwing away – a national championship caliber offense. And, uh, you know, you, you, you can't keep doing that if you're Ohio State and Ryan Day. And, and I don't think they will, but I need to see it. I, I have said it all off season. I need to see it first. I've said this about things in the past. It's I, I need to see it to believe it given the last two years. Yep. All right. Um, biggest question answered out of camp. Let me give my uh, thoughts on that. Hmm. It's it's got to be to me um, who's going to step up at linebacker. I'll go let's go back to that. To me, I mean, they've got to have good linebacker play this year. And we saw Tommy Eichenberg step up in the Rose Bowl and give them good linebacker play. That might be, I mean, he played fantastic, especially in the second half. But I think that was really only his. I'm sure he had other good games where he graded out well according to the coaches. That's the only time to me that I noticed him playing well consistently throughout the the entire game. Steel Chambers had moments where I'm like, man, he. He's a heat-seeking missile out there. See ball, get ball. It's a great quality to have as a linebacker. Just finds the ball. Um, can they step up and be dudes, though? They're, you're like – where the coaches are like, we've got our two linebackers, no doubt about it. Or is it going to be like this mismatch of like, you know, we've got like five guys. We're kind of rotating them in there. They're all like capable, but we don't have dudes. You know, I, I need some dudes at linebacker. So, um, I'll say that's the biggest question answered out of camp. Obviously, it's how much is the defense going to improve, period. Um, but, um, that's the biggest question for me, you know, can, are they going to be coming out of here saying we've got our linebackers? Like we're, we're going to, we're not just going to be like, you know, capable there. We're going to be good. That's going to be a strength because I'm confident in the D line and the secondary. Um, I can't say I'm confident in the linebackers, but I'm opti- I'm cautiously optimistic. All right. One more talk about the new QB. It's not even a question. It's a demand from it's just me, Tim, seven, nine, on YouTube, talk about the new QB. All right, you want to talk about Brock Glenn? We're going to talk about Brock Glenn, uh, the number 17 quarterback in the country. Buckeyes got a commitment from him. See, it's not all bad news in recruiting. Um, they don't miss a beat in, in offensive recruiting. They got a stacked quarterback room. 
They've got the number one player overall in the country who's a quarterback in the 2024 class. And Ryan Day still lands a four-star quarterback in the 2023 class. Still, Patrick, even though he's the number 17 quarterback in the country, young man out of Memphis, um, 335 overall prospect. Again, low four-star. Again, I think he's a, you know, I won't even call him a bridge quarterback. It's a depth piece. And you never know how, and you know, you never know how he's going to develop. But I think with Tom McCord and Devin Brown, I think they're one of those two is going to be the heir apparent to CJ Stroud. And I think, if not as a true freshman, at least by his second year, I think Dylan Rayola is going to be the starter. So, but Ryan Day wants four scholarship quarterbacks on the roster in a perfect world. This year, they're only going to have three. Next year, probably just going to have three. But unless he brings in somebody else as like a transfer just for depth. So I think nothing against Brock Glenn, but I'll be surprised if he's ever a starting quarterback at Ohio State. Your thoughts? I think you're right. I think that Ohio State got to a point where, you know, it's hard to fill a, a quarterback quota in a class when you just have this many guys in a room. The top guys aren't going to look when they know they're going to sit behind probably a Kyle McCord and a Devin Brown for a few years. The rare, the rare exceptions out there where guys are willing to sit, but that position is just just hard to get the guy every year. And we've seen it at other schools too. Alabama, Clemson, they've gone years where, where they'll take maybe a guy that isn't the, the big name in, in that class. Um, so I think that's sort of what's happening here, though. I like Brock Glenn. Um, you know, he said during his commitment, he's a guy who, you know, people view him as, as kind of a late bloomer. Um, you know, I wrote something about how it reminds me a little bit of CJ Stroud and, and how he kind of emerged on the scene Elite 11 opening the summer before his senior year. Obviously, Ohio State got in with him, and, and that's turned out all right. Now, Brock Glenn hasn't made the big jump in the recruiting rankings that, that CJ did, and I don't think they're necessarily the same type of guy, though they do have a lot of similar characteristics. But let me point this out. Joe Burrow, the 280th overall prospect in, the, in his recruiting class, I think you know, Dave, that guy's turned out to be pretty good, and that development started under Ryan Day at Ohio State. So, you know, we'll see what happens with uh you know in terms of if and when Brock Glenn plays at Ohio State but you know I think you don't you don't ever want to have you can't ever have too many good quarterbacks in a room and I think he's a guy that they like I'll trust their judgment on uh on this young man no doubt about it great stuff from Patrick Murphy appreciate it Patrick um thanks to all the listeners out there and viewers we appreciate you guys very much thank you so much you have a lot of choices really appreciate you guys making us a part of your morning if you like the show like subscribe Give us a five-star review, depending on what platform you are on. All of that stuff really helps us. Again, thanks to Patrick. Thanks to all of you. Hope everyone has a great day. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. 
We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 